Hey everybody, I just want to take a moment to talk about a new thing I'm doing. Over the years, many of you have reached out to me telling me how much you love the podcast, but also wish there were more personalized takeaways and more in-depth interactions with our guests to hear what they think about comedy. This is why I'm now launching my new digital academy, Blueprint for Success. With exclusive interviews and comedy philosophies of stars and industry veterans, personalized versions of the Industry Standard podcast, commercial-free, and one-on-one coaching time with me. Blueprint for Success will give you the powerful tools that will take you up the elevator beyond the competition and reach the highest possible levels to achieve your dreams. Whether it be stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, hosting, radio podcasting, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or an agent. Now I'm here to help, personally. We'll go on an express train of comedy and entertainment like nobody else has before. You can find out more about Blueprint for Success and the comedy business on my website at barrycats.com. Together, we'll take your career where you want it to go. You are about to listen to an original episode of Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of upcoming shows, go to barrycats.com. After you finish the podcast, please take a moment to subscribe to it, leave a comment, and rate it, even if you think it sucks. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. Very excited about the show today and next week, which is our annual best of shows. Always part one and part two, and this year is no exception where we present the best of 2017. I have 21 of the best and most amazing people in the entertainment business that share their advice and words of wisdom this week and 21 next week and I can guarantee you they will exceed all your expectations. Myself and the people that work on the show have really worked hard to sift through everything and bring you the best and I know you're going to be very, very happy about it. And as always, I want to thank you guys so much for everything you've done for this show. You just can't imagine how unbelievably supportive you've been, and this show would never, ever in a million years be doing what it's doing without you guys. You've taken it to a whole new level, and it inspires me, and I always want to try to be better, and because of you, hopefully... I'll get to be a fraction of what I one day hope I can be. So thank you so much. I normally do a cold open for every podcast, and this is no exception, but obviously since I don't have a regular guest, I just want to share a story with you that happened to me. And I don't know if you believe in karma, but... I do, and sometimes things happen to you in this crazy world that just manifest themselves, and you don't know why, you can't figure it out, but in the end, it all comes together. And in the spirit of Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and whatever else you celebrate out there in the world, There's one thing that always rings true, and that's doing unto others as you would want people to do to you, which is very hard a lot of times because we're faced with a lot of difficult decisions. There's people in our lives pulling us in all different directions, and there's things that happen to us that are not always positive, that are very difficult to understand and even more difficult to try to find solutions for. But sometimes things happen and they just shine a light on 
where you are in the world and where you're supposed to be and let you know that you're going in the right path. And I wanted to share this with you. So I was in a supermarket the other day and I bought a lot of stuff that was in my cart and I was waiting in line and I was finally one from the cashier and I wasn't really paying that much attention because I was looking at some things on my phone and I overheard as I was looking and texting the cashier say to the man that was there ahead of me I'm sorry sir your card was declined do you have another card and I heard him say no I don't have another card and then the cashier said well do you have any cash and the guy said no I don't have any cash and he said well can you call the bank to free up your car and he said I don't have my phone on me I can't and I look over and there's a man he's about my age he is wearing a yarmulke and a talus and the white shirt and the black pants he was so frustrated and he didn't know what to do and I whispered to the cashier I said I'll take care of it the cashier put his hand by the side of his mouth as if to shield it from the man who was flustered and he looked at me and he whispered it's a hundred and twenty seven dollars and I looked at the cashier and I said listen I said I'd pay for it don't worry about it and the man overheard me and he said I can't have you do that I'm sorry I can't I, I can't do it I said don't worry about it he said can I have your name and I said well yeah, you can have my name, but if you get it back to me, you get it back to me. If you don't, you don't. And I wrote down my name and my number. And underneath it, I said, listen, if you can't get a hold of me, just go to the Malibu Chabad, which is the uh, Jewish center in Malibu. And I said, just go there and make a donation. And he said, thank you very much. And he shook my hand. He went off. And this is what's weird about life and how crazy it is. You can't make this up. So the cashier says, you're going to have to pay for this first. So I give him the money for the $127. And he gives me a receipt and he says, wow, this is your lucky day. This receipt says you have $20 off your next purchase. I said, oh, that's great, and I'll use it for my groceries. And I had a lot of groceries, and he rang up all of my groceries, and they were $350. And I had forgotten my supermarket discount card. And I said, can I borrow one of your cards? And he says, well, you know, normally we don't do that, but because of the nice thing you did, I'll give you my card. And he scans his card, and it discounts my groceries $87 and I gave him the $20 off coupon and he finished processing my order and then he prints out a receipt and he says sir I don't know what's going on with you but I haven't given out a $20 off coupon in two or three weeks and you just got your second one and I thought to myself oh my god I just gave this guy $127 and I got two $20 discounts and his card gave me $87 off totaling, that's right everybody, $127. And I just went to my car and I just felt this overwhelming sense of that when you do the right thing and you try to do something nice in the world, it comes back. And never was that more evident than I was in a Starbucks the next day and I'm working on my computer and I feel somebody sitting down next to me and it's the rabbi from Malibu Chabad. And he stands up as if to say, bring it in. And he hugged me, and he looked me in the eye, and he held me by both shoulders. 
And he said, Barry, I just sat down, came over to say hello to you for only one reason. And I said, what's that? He said, I want to thank you for your $127 donation. Here we go in three, two. This show will have laughter. I got everybody pregnant with Barry Katz and semen. I'm not comfortable with the tone this is taking. If you're undeniable, you will not be denied. If you want to be successful in show business, you get yourself a Jew white manager like Barry Katz. <laughs> Being a manager is just turning no's into yeses. Creating holy shit moments. Uh, undeniable. You fucking firing me up, Katz. I love this man. Is there anything else I should know? You're on. What? Now Barry Katz. Back in the house. 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 Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. Welcome to the best of 2017 show, part one of two. I know you're going to have a great time. And I can't think of a better way to start off than this first guy who is truly one of the most amazing television executives I've ever met in my entire life. I can honestly say in the past five years, he has changed the face of television. And he hasn't done it alone. He's created a great team around him that have just made everything work there isn't anything that this guy puts on the air that seems to fail. And even if it does, I don't think you'd ever know it. Because even in failing, it seems to be much more respected and much better than anything else you'll ever see on television. This guy is the chief content officer for Netflix and oversees an annual budget of over $6 billion one of the game changers in entertainment. And this is one of the few, if only, podcasts he's ever done in his life. Ted Sarandos. Don't focus on money. Just focus on what you love and that you're good at. I think a lot of people um, are, are given the advice to... Follow your passion, follow your passion. Uh, that's only half of it. You have to follow your passion and figure out what you're good at. If so basically fi find the passion for the thing that you're good at. Um, I, I, there was a time in my life when I was really passionate about golf. I was never going to be in the PGA. So, I was, or, so it was, but, it, but figuring out something that you're good at and be, and be passionate about and everything else falls into place. So if you worry about chasing money, you're never going to make it. But if you focus on, on the thing that you're good about and you're passionate about, you won't be able to help but be successful. And for artists, is you have to create. If you're a writer, write. If you're a director, shoot. Make, you know, make, make short films. There's never been a time when you have the, the ability to reach an audience like, you, like, you're, like there is right now. And, um, and if you just got to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. I'm a big believer in that outliers theory. You know, do something for 10,000 hours. And uh, so that's true of, in, every, in every aspect of entertainment as well. My next guest is an incredible comedian. She's a writer and actress who has performed a variety of specials on HBO and has appeared in numerous films such as Peter's Friends and Love Hurts, one of the most successful stand-up comedians in the history of the business and had a residency in Las Vegas that was longer than anyone I can ever remember. She's truly an inspiration and it was an honor to interview her, Rita Rudner. Repetition and hard work. There's no substitution. Uh, there's, if you're going to get lucky, it's going to come from repetition and hard work. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. That's my life. Maybe somebody else sits in a drugstore and somebody says you're a star. It never happened to me. Hard work. My next guest, I loved interviewing. He's a director and actor, best known for the movie Fist Fight with Ice Cube, Aim High, and Take Me Home Tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richie Keen. The first thing I would say is something that I heard James Earl Jones say uh, when I was a freshman at Michigan, and this is not a knock on anyone or any experience I had there. However... I was in an acting class. He happened to come speak. Darth Vader, there he is, speaking to us. And he said, look to your left and look to your right. 
these are the people who are going to push you to be great. And I thought, I'm not in the right place. I think the people you surround yourself with are so important. And you want to be around people who are hungry and ambitious and talented. If you're the smartest person in the room, sometimes that's nice. But usually that's not the right situation. I like to be around people. And this goes into how I direct with actors who have their own ideas. I want to be around people who come up with stuff I never thought of. So I would say to people, look at the people you're surrounding yourself with. The people who are kind of kicking around and having beers and talking about what they're going to do, that that's probably not going to go anywhere. I've been around those people. I was around some of those people when I was a comic. The other thing I would say is um, as much as you can, and this is going to sound a little airy-fairy or spiritual there's a big difference between walking into a room and, and having the energy of what do you have for me as opposed to walking into a room and saying I have a gift for you um, whether you're an actor going to an audition whether you're a director going for a job if you can go into a room and and offer something of yours and then leave saying I gave it to you I don't expect anything in return I hope you like it I think you'll find people respond better than when you come in hoping to please, wanting to get something, um, because at the end of the day, you don't have any control over any of it. Um, so that that's another thing. And I would also just say, there's no right or wrong to anything creative. What's your take? What makes your take special? Why are you making the choices you're making? Point of view. This goes back to stand-up. What is your point of view? I think a lot of directors are good at making comedy, but don't always have a point of view on that comedy, visually or in the writing. It's never going to hurt the comedy. It's only going to make it more special. My next guest really was an important person to interview for Industry Standard because he had been immersed in some of the greatest productions in film that have ever been made in the history of movie making. This is a guy who's an Oscar-winning producer known for movies such as Taxi Driver, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and The Sting. Incredible interview. Powerful man. Michael Phillips. In general, I think the best advice is rub elbows with small people I've seen this over and over again. People move in packs. Young people get a break and guy gets a job as a director and he wants to be surrounded by somebody he can trust and know. So all of a sudden he brings on a writer or an actor. And, uh, and the other thing is tremendous fluidity and mobility in the, in the industry. I've seen publicists become heads of studios two years later. Uh, actors, of course, become directors. It, uh, so, be nice to the to the the guy who's getting coffee is gonna maybe be a really important uh, connection for you to have. So, you know, it's not a waste of time, uh, and form your relationships. The other point is, it's not a meritocracy, and this you just it, it hurts every time you see some some undeserving uh film or project or person uh when you think yours yours is much better but producers there's so many different ways to approach it and some of them are canny and know the marketplace and uh that's one way to do it and i can't advise on that because that's not the way i work i work uh, I have to love it or I'm going to run out of energy pretty soon. So if I, I mean, I've had projects last, my, the last Mimsy was 13 years. Uh, and as I said, the, uh, the Flamingo Kid was nine years. You have to, you have to love it or you're, you're going to give up. So, uh, yeah, and it sustains you. This, that's the way I work. If I love it, then I know there's something in here that some other people might like. Um, 
but you have to you have to know yourself and what your strengths are what you can and what you can't do and uh, and understand it's not uh, it's not fair you know and then uh, and go for it if this your dream go for it my next guest is a incredibly strong stand-up comedian and actor this guy he goes on stage a 18-wheel truck could fall through the ceiling and you wouldn't hear it. Best known as a member of the sketch comedy TV show that changed the history of television. And I'm talking about in living color. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tommy Davidson. I think pretty much we're all lucky because we, if we don't have immediate family... We do have either friends and even strangers that care about us, care about what we want to do, care. And if you tell them, they start to to take on your stuff. They start to admire you for what you want to do. I think that if you find a way (laughs) to only listen to them, if you find a way to really open your mind and only listen to them, I think that'll be the first key. Because usually what they have to say is better for you than what you think. There's all these, um, you know, sayings, you know, never take no for an answer. And, you know, you pull yourself up by the brute strap and you do that stuff. Da, 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 da. You can even do that sometime. And it's not happening. But the people that are around you that care about what you're doing, their 98.7% of the time are gonna tell you what's good for you. And what's good for you personally and internally will always move you in the direction of what you want. My next guest always has the right thing to say always is the greatest person to talk to always is the nicest person you'll ever meet so humble the ceo of one of the greatest comedy companies to come along in the past decade and i'm talking about funny or die please welcome mike farah i mean if you want this you just have to do it (laughs) You just have to do it. There's so much talk. There's so much wasted time. Like just go out and like buy and use that energy in a positive way and, and and embrace things that you're afraid of doing. And just who cares? Like if you, it's never been easier to go out and and make things or or figure out what form of entertainment makes sense for you. Whether you're a writer, director, actor, producer, whatever. There's so many different ways to be involved in entertainment. And I think it's knowing who you are and what your strengths are and positioning those in a way that make the most of them and 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 create an environment where you can differentiate yourself from other people, um, whether that's you're great at, you know, writing monologue jokes or a screenplay or, you know, being a sound guy. It's all like, who are you? What are you excited about? What are you going to do great and differentiate yourself with? And then start building up that foundation so that people trust you and, and hire you to continue to do it. If you put in enough time and you, you apply enough, pre- that's like actually from Shawshank when he's talking about like time and pressure, that's what it comes down to. If you put in enough time and enough pressure, like eventually that hole, you know, out of Shawshank will, will, uh, will, will be there. And, and Shannon worry, erotic thrillers will be waiting for you on the other side. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it, there's there is no secret formula. Like, if you want to do it, just do it. If you don't want to do it, then then move on and figure out something else because no one's going to give it to you. But once you get into it, it doesn't even feel like work. So whether it takes two weeks or twenty years, if you really love it, you're not going to care. My next guest is an amazing American director and screenwriter best known for the hit movie Monster, where Charlize Theron won an Academy Award. Most recently, though, she trumped all of that as she was the director of the highest-grossing film by a female director ever made. I'm talking about Wonder Woman, and my guest that you're about to hear 
Patty Jenkins. I think that my only advice, and I wish we could all follow it every day, but of course we can't, is forget talent and forget all that kind of talk. You know, it doesn't matter. It's not the most talented people I saw that made it. And it's not even the most talented people I saw that became great, ultimately. I think it's about dogged tenacity and smart tenacity. So don't do stupid things like, you know, if you're an actor, don't go stapling your headshot up exhaustively all over town because that's wasteful energy, you know? Try to be smart about what you do, but don't stop all the time and think about deserve. There's no deserve. Just dogged tenacity is, is like that's who I see succeeding. Next up is a guy that's as powerful a stand-up comedian and actor as you'll ever see. He reminds me of this generation's George Carlin, yet he probably hasn't lived half of his life. You might know him for his many, many television specials, such as Neverlution or The Voice in My Head, as well as for his work on the Emmy-winning Fox show that bared his name. Please welcome Christopher Titus. Don't try to figure it out, man. Just do it. Do what's in your heart, because that it, it's it never worked when I tried to figure it out. It never worked when I tried to give them what they wanted. They don't fucking know what they want, and they never have. They don't know. You think Breaking Bad was was turned down by how many different stations before it got on? I mean, let's go down the list of brilliant shows that were turned down. Turned down. The person who slaps a risk rock in front of you and then says it's too risky. You shouldn't be running shit. You know. So at the end of the day, you got to do do your passion. And don't give a fuck because even if even if you do your passion with a skateboard and a go cam, you can put it on YouTube. You know that's where everybody that's where, that's where people don't quite get it yet. You know I started doing my special revolution after revolution we started shooting our own, and uh, people don't get it. You can be in, you can be in charge of it. There's no gatekeepers anymore, and I and, and that's why the movie got done. There's no gatekeepers. We still have to sell the movie. I still you still have to do good product, but the gatekeepers are gone. So don't worry about the gatekeepers anymore. That's my advice. Don't worry about the gatekeepers do what you want to do my next guest is an american author and radio host best known for his work as a sportscaster with cbs as well as his work as the anchor and host of access hollywood he's a man who's covered six olympic games the world series the nba finals the final four and the super bowl this guy is a monster in his business, and his advice was legendary. Pat O'Brien. I say to the millennials and kids who want to get in the business now that they're very lucky because there's so much going on. Um, there's the internet, there's podcasts, there's shows that favor millennials. You know, I, I just did a show called Business Rockstars, and we brought on all very, very, very young people who came up with these apps uh, and made a billion dollars, and they're 24 years old. So there's something to do. And also, I, I see a big trend of kids not finishing college, saying, I don't really need this, go out and start my own business. And so there's this, there's this uh, inventiveness among young people now, which, which I'm seeing. You can't bullshit your way to a good job. People are too smart. It is talent that gets you the job. It's talent that gets you in the door. And it's talent that allows you to work on your terms. And when you wanna leave, you leave. Next up, we have two guests. They are writers and producers best known for their work on Friends, Mad About You, Dream On, and their show that is incredible episodes. Please welcome Jeffrey Cleric and David Crane. All I would say is believe in yourself and just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, I always, I always say that to people. I, I've changed careers three or four times in my life, and I don't think it's ever too late if you're willing to, to bust your ass and, and do whatever it takes. And you, you, may not, you may not start off at the top, but so what? Get your foot in the door and, and just be there and 
make connections and learn the craft and I don't know. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I don't know what else. I would say, well, in terms of your question about actors, I would say it's the flip side of your Cinderella slipper. Uh, that if you don't get the job, it isn't really necessarily about you. It just, it's not that you're not talented or great. It just may be it's that it's not, the, it's not the perfect fit for this specific right. part. Because if from our side, uh, we're like praying that one person out of the, let's call it 300 people reading for this part, that the one person will walk through the door, the other 299 people are not going to get it. And it's not because they're not necessarily great. It's oh, just they're not. Them. Right. Them. But, but. Yeah. Uh, exactly right. And, and for people like us and our journey, it's just say yes to everything. You do not know which is the, of the things that are going to float your way that are going to lead to something else. There's so much luck and serendipity. And if you just keep saying yes to things, eventually one of them may very well turn I, into... That's what I, I say about everything in life. Like I, I, a lot of girls I know will say, oh, so-and-so wants to fix me up with this guy and he looks like a Muppet. And I'll say, so what? So you'll have a fun puppet show. I mean, just go. See what happens. You never know. And you don't. And you never know... The one who, you can meet one person, and through that person, you meet the other person who will change your life forever. And that's 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 mm -hmm. what I've noticed about life. <laughs> there you go. It's true. I know. Next up is an iconic actress, the daughter of Princess Elizabeth of Yugoslavia, best known for her role as Amanda Carrington on the primetime soap opera Dynasty. Catherine Oxenberg. Learn from experience and then learn how to apply that experience into your art. Because I think great artists know how to translate painful experiences in their lives into great artistry. And that then provides the audience with a level of catharsis that's very, very potent um, and healing. And I also think that if you're drawn to being a performer, to really take it, don't take it lightly, because there's a responsibility that goes with that. And um, that to a certain degree, like you're offered a platform, don't be superficial about it. Learn to value what, first of all, discover your unique voice and then how to offer that voice to the world in, in a constructive, useful way. Next up is an Indian comedian and Bollywood actor who has taken the United States by storm. His latest special on Netflix, A Broad Understanding, has been a hit since it came out, and this guy sells out every venue he's at all over the world. Veer Das. The goal should be another idea. You know, a, a lot of people have the goal, which is I want to sell out Madison Square Garden. I want to, you know, and to me, selling out Madison Square Garden is worthless if it didn't make you think of five other things that you wanted to do once you sold out Madison Square Garden. So how do you know when it's right? Even if it's that open mic, if it's five people, if it's the parlor on a Monday night, if it's whatever, if it's, a, you know, if that thing makes you think of five other exhilarating things, then keep doing it. Hey everybody, let me remind you one more time about my new blueprint for success. It's a project I've spent months and months working on just to help you jumpstart your comedy career and beat the competition. Whether you want to do stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, radio, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or agent, Blueprint for Success will give you all the tools you need to take your career to the highest levels. With exclusive interviews, my top 50 commercial-free episodes from Industry Standard, one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, and unprecedented access into my knowledge and experience from over 40 years in this crazy business, I guarantee you that with Blueprint for Success, you'll become the creator you've always dreamed of becoming. No one's asking me to do this. I want to do it because I want to help you become truly undeniable. 
So just go to barrycats.com, click on Blueprint for Success, and start your incredible journey today. I truly can't wait to work with you to help you change the trajectory of your comedy career forever. My next guests were incredible. They are one of the most amazing couples in Hollywood. One of them is an actor and producer whose credits include The Wedding Singer, National Security, and City Hall. He's also the owner of The Improv with his friend Bud Friedman. His wife is an actress, performer, manager, and producer who has helped develop such talents as Michael Rappaport, Andrea Bate, and Louis Black. Please welcome Mark Lano and Joanna Astro. You have to understand that your surroundings are not you. And then you have to make sure that you really love what you're doing, stand-up or acting or dancing. And if you do that, you simply construct, starting with education, if you're a dancer, who are you going to study with, actor, who are you going to study with, and you must live in the world on the path, the trail of the end result you want. And you just keep doing that. You do not let it overwhelm you. Absolutely. That, that's, that's the game. If you love it and you keep doing it, you will find your way. I mean, we came from a little less than zero. And, and the earliest you can accept the reality and embrace it in an honorable, positive way, but really know, learn that the second word is business. Yes, right. And to be educated and to know the truth about the fact that this is a business is a big help to, because so many um, uh, actors and comedians and, and artistic people, again, have a snobbishness that hurts them uh, in the end. And then, and then the other thing, really try not to do something that we're all so susceptible to, try not to blame it on someone else. Really try not to, because that's a killer, career killer. It's a good bar story, but it's not, it's a career killer. If you're a, if you're a comic, understand it's not the jokes. You're not there to deliver jokes. You're there to deliver a personality and a point of view. And everybody says, well, how do you do that? It's your personality. You can't create something that's not you. And the, one of the ways you find it, and this is a lot of work, every time you say something that makes someone laugh, write it down or have a little tape recorder with you and, and then write all that stuff out and formulate those words, those stories, those jokes, those sarcasms, those whatever they are, into some pattern that tells a story. Because in what you do instinctively is your personality, is your sense of humor, and then you take that as the basis to create a point of view, your view of the world. And then you apply that to various subjects as you gain a skill with being able to do that. One of my favorite people was a comedian named Ronnie Shakes, who was a lovely man. And he has had my favorite one-liner. I drink to forget, and then I urinate and remember. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is an incredible producer and showrunner, best known for her work on Digital Lives Matter, All Deaf Comedy, and most powerfully, The Age of Spin, 
Dave Chappelle live at the Hollywood Palladium. I know you're going to like what she has to say a lot. Ricky Hughes. If you love what you do, do it. If you're a writer, write. If you're a comedian, tell jokes. Like a comedian that comes to me and says, I have seven, you know, I just have seven minutes or they're worried about burning materials. Like, you're not a comedian yet because when you're really a comedian, you have life is material at all times. And in this day and age, I say capture it, control your content as much as possible because content is king. Right now we're gobbling up content like crazy and there's no reason why you can't shoot, edit, produce, create your own voice and own that lane. Stay focused. Have integrity with everything that you do in a time where it's easy to not. And more than anything, always sit at the feet at the greats of the greats because there's not one show that I work on that I don't learn. And I'm always open. I start every show with what am I going to learn? How can I learn to be a better person and, you know, have a better exchange with people? Next up is a great, great comedian who's known as the winner of Last Comic Standing. I know you're going to really enjoy this guy. An amazing man. John Heffron. I went into all this. I would just say, do, do, do. If you're younger, man, you have a lot of room to go back to the starting line. It's like playing red light, green light. When you get busted, you got to go back to the line. You're, you're coming out of the gate. First off, in those small towns, it's amazing. By the way, how many roads lead out of that town? You, you got to remember that. But you have so much room to mess up. You have so much room to go for these two years. Man, I'm going to try this. And then this year, I'm going to try this. And then this, because your, your starting point to start all over again isn't that far away. And just the, the older you get, the more slack line you need to pull yourself back to the shore. And that's where it gets scary. So I, I, would, I would F up as much as possible. Not, not as a person, but just trying, trying new stuff and just trying. There was never, I started doing stand-up at, like I said, when Lucille pushed me. I never thought of it as a career. And I never thought I would do it 25, 26, 27 years later. Um, just because I just always did it just because I enjoyed doing it. And I never, you know, I never had a crazy master plan. Now it's now it's turned into a business. You know, there's a little bit of you want to have things. But at first, I just did it because I really, really enjoyed it. I, I would say make friends with the fight is my biggest thing. There's going to be a lot of things that just suck along the way. And when it does, make friends with it. You knew that going in. You go into a knife fight, even if you win the knife fight, you know you're going to get sliced. You know you're going to get punched in the face and it's going to sting. So you have to make friends with that and accept that as part of all of that's going on. So just make friends with that. Next up is a writer, comedian, and actor who's one of the most authentic and original performers you'll ever see. Best known for being a writer for Mad TV and a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Who can forget his rendition <laughs> Of Nancy Reagan. Oh, you're going to love this guy. Terry Sweeney. I think do the unexpected. Take a chance. Do something wild like I did. I didn't have agents. I didn't know anybody. I got to Saturday Night Live. You know, I didn't really... The second time with Lauren, sent him a funny... I mean, I think now people have an opportunity through, um, you know, they could do their own show selfies do whatever make your own show make your own thing find your way if you're in a small town get a ticket for a plane or a bus or a train go somewhere else because there's a big world out there so the, I think a lot of times when you're young and people around you are naysayers or have uh, their own agenda of, or about life and their limitations they've accepted and you don't need to accept them. Go somewhere else where you'll be welcomed and loved and appreciated. And then go back to your town and lord it over everybody. You know? <laughs> and believe in yourself and find what it is that you need to nourish yourself, to replenish. Whether it's God or whether it's love, whether it be vegetarian, whether it's caring for pets. or Care, care for something, love something yourself and something outside yourself. 
and you'll that, that's that will take you to the next level i think no matter what happens in your life my next guest is a producer and writer known for alternative programming game shows hybrid shows he's best known for pen and tellers fool us debt and of course win ben stein's money andrew golder you've got to keep creating you've got to do if that's what you want to do you've got to you know uh, uh, not just persist it's not just about persistence and it is certainly about persistence but it's about continuing to do it because you love it and 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 continue to churn out material whether it's a screenplay whether it's whatever it is i mean if it's on that side of the camera if it's on the creative side of the camera to keep trying but more than from from a production side from my side of things really um it's to take advantage of the opportunities that you have when you get in the door um and i'm i'm shocked like when i have someone who's an assistant and they don't want all they want they're happy just to answer the phones um, I think when you get the when you get in, you want to let people know that you have ambition. You know, you want to. I remember when I was doing, you know, my internship. Um, I showed whatever that initiative was, and I remember, you know, getting invited to go into the edit bay. And I was a I was a, a, a an intern. I wasn't even a paid employee, but the the but. Robert Gannett, who ran that production company, saw something. He said, hey, come in the edit bay. Watch this. You know, learn something. And I'm like, hell yeah. You know, and and you want to have that. You got to have that creative spark and you got to let the people around you know that you've got that creative spark. And then to come back to something that you say on the podcast a lot, it really is all about relationships and and reaching out and taking a chance. A guy who on Star Search was just out of college, we hired him to drive the talent around. He was a, a PA, he was driving the talent van. Um, he I somehow knew I was a Laker fan. I don't know, I guess we had a conversation. You know, I try and interact with everybody on the crew in some way and let them know they're appreciated. And he knew I was a sports fan, but you know, this kid invites, he says, you wanna go to a Laker game? And he had tickets to a Laker game. He invited me to a Laker game. I said, sure, I'll go to a Laker game with you. And, you know, we struck up a friendship and um, I began to, you know, listen to his ideas and he'd pitch me some ideas through the years. And then I hired him on some shows and now he's an executive producer in his own right. And it's just because he reached out and took that chance and, and then, you know, showed a creative spark. And if, if anybody on one of my shows says, hey, I've got an idea, you know, it's always a great you know, uh, on on Fool Us, you know, we had uh, a girl who was working as, in production and, you know, I knew she was a writer. I said, write some, you want to write, you know, write some intro lines. And she wrote, this is a great touching moment for me. You know, she wrote one of the uh, opening monologues for Allison last season and, you know, we used it. And, and it was, she was like, she was a great moment for me, you know, and I said, hey, you know, we're going to shoot your intro today. And she like, watched and she broke down crying, you know, because she was just touched that she had that opportunity. And I think when you look as a creative person, when you see somebody with a creative spark, you 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 want to help it catch fire. You want to help those people out. So you got to let people know that you've got it in you. If you're working on a show and you're lucky enough to get your foot in the door, you know, you don't be a pain in the ass. There's a, there's a tactful way to do it, but you got to let people know that you have something that's there. And if you do that, then I think the people around you will notice and they'll they'll help you uh, move ahead because ultimately, I think you want to see people succeed and grow. My next guest is one of the most respected casting directors in the world, known for Sex, Lies, and Videotape, Primal Fear, Now You See Me Too, The Expendables, and of course, La La Land. I was so, so happy to have her do the show. Deborah Quilla. Here's something that I would want to say to, to actors and actresses. You know, dancers dance every day and musicians practice three to four hours a day, right? If you are not in class, right, at least once or twice a week, 
you're doing yourself a disservice, right? No, and and nobody you you have the right to act. Nobody has to give you permission to act, right? So just you take it on. You empower yourself, and that it's either by class, right? Putting up putting up plays. There is a great theater scene in Los Angeles. I can't stand when people say theater in Los Angeles. I'm a New Yorker, and I say that. So, uh, right? But and you have the ability today, which didn't exist two years ago of creating your own content. In any way that you're going to chase that dream, do it. If you're going to be a casting director today, make use of, of every second. And if it's not watching something in the theater, it's watching something on, on you know, cable at home. Um, uh, watching television. You have a lot to watch. And a lot of actors to 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 learn and go to the theater, please go to the theater, because that's when you're going to learn about acting. If you like, if you if you don't come from a conservatory, if you're not trained in in that craft, and you're coming up, say through a business school or something, and you really just love this, that's the way you're going to learn about acting. My next guest is an American screenwriter, actor, and stand-up comedian, best known for his powerful performances on Parks and Recreation, Community, his special on Comedy Central, and coming up this year, he will have his first hour special on Showtime. I know you're going to really enjoy what this guy has to say. One of the smartest comedians you'll ever meet. Kirk Fox. Trust that you're enough. Get on stage as much as you can. Hand the jokes off on a pillow. Don't shove them down an audience's throat. The mic will help you. Pretend like you're selling a 911 Porsche. You don't have to work too hard. You want to be able to just talk, I think. And then if you need to, you can add a little bit as long as it's who you are. And you'll save a lot of time if you come out of the gate being okay with silence. And remember, they've, they want to laugh. It's never the audience. You can find a different angle in. But just love the room. But love yourself first. Don't get on stage till you love yourself. It's not fair to them. And eat a burger. Eat a burger before you go on. That's all. My next guest is one of the most powerful media executives in the United States and the world. Best known for being the president and CEO of HBO, where he brought forth shows like The Sopranos, Sex and the City, Band of Brothers, and Entourage, and is now CEO and President of Stars. This guy is so great. Chris Albrecht. So advice for an executive, I would say, you know, certainly training. Being an agent, I think, being a manager is the best training. You learn how the business works. You understand how to work with talent. You understand how to work with executives. You understand how to, you have to go to work every day and make something happen or you've had a bad day. Uh, and I think that that being ingrained in you is, is good. Also, never take chances. You know, the hardest climb on a ladder is straight up. That's why they built stairways at angles. So I think, you know, always be willing to, to go laterally if, if, it, if it's going to give you a different experience. Don't always think that, you know, you've got to be the boss at the place where you work because those idiots don't know what they're doing. Um, and I would say with comedians, you know, f at least for my money, it was always, I want to hear somebody talk about themselves. First person comedy is the toughest, but it's, 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 it's to me the purest form of the art. There's that point of view about yourself and in relationship to life that I think is invaluable for other people coming and going, you don't want to be in business with this guy because he's amazing. So instead of being you know, the fifth lead on some show that you didn't have anything to do with, people are coming out and wanting to write stuff around you and your point of view. You know, Martin, Everybody Loves Raymond, you know, all these all these shows where comics are at the center started because guys had a point of view in their acts. 
My final guest today was somebody I was so, so happy to have do the podcast. She is so, so important in the world of sports and in the entertainment business, and she is so incredibly well-respected, one of the most powerful people in her world, yet she had such humility, such kindness, such generosity. It's almost as if you would never, ever know that she is the president and controlling owner of one of the most powerful and influential franchises in the NBA. And I'm talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. Please welcome my last guest today. What advice. So special. Jeannie Buss. My advice to people who want to get into sports is that get your foot in the door, internship, whatever it takes, and learn how to try every different area. And, and I can tell you that uh, if you can generate revenue, if you can sell a sponsorship, if you can sell a ticket, um, you're worth your weight in gold. If you can generate revenue, be a revenue generator, not a revenue spender. <laughs> because when the boss is looking at cutting expenses, they're never going to cut somebody who brings money in. And so that kind of gives you an opportunity to kind of pave your way. Because as I've seen in a sports business, you have a team that's known worldwide, but you have about 150 employees. It's a small company and um, people wear many hats. And if you, you can edit a press release as well as, um, you know, navigate getting to the mayor to, uh, you know, get something on his desk that's important to the team. If you can do, you know, a couple different things, you, you can grow in, in the business because those, those are people that you don't want to lose. Well, it's hard to believe another year has come and gone. But again, I'm so grateful. I hope you enjoyed the advice of these amazing people. And tune in next week when you'll get part two with another 21 of the greatest executives and people in the entertainment business sharing their words of wisdom for you. All I can say at this point in time on Christmas and the week after and New Year's, I just hope you know that I wish you all the best that life has to offer. Thanks again, take care, and I'll see you next time. Okay, I'm going to scroll through the list of people who sent me a message, a review on the iTunes comment review section, and one of these people will be a lucky winner. And they'll get to attend a podcast live with one of my guests, meet them, shake their hand, ask them a few questions, or else if they're out of town, out of state, or out of the country, We'll Skype them in or FaceTime them or anything like that so they can be there. Why not? So let me look here randomly and pick somebody. All right, landing on Dinavan, December 20th, 2017, just a few days ago. The heading reads, King of Hearts, five stars. It reads, Barry, I'm so touched by your generosity of spirit in making yourself and these episodes available to us all. Because of this, no matter the caliber of the guest on each episode, parentheses, I have listened to everyone, end parentheses, you are always the biggest star. Oh, wow. Thank you. Happy Hanukkah. And may the new year be your best ever. Hugs. Queen of Hearts. Wow. That's really humbling. I'm going to disagree with you and tell you that all of the people that I interview are the biggest stars, and I'm just the instrument that brings out what they have to say. But thank you so much, King of Hearts. It means the world to me, and I appreciate it. Congratulations. You are a winner. Lastly, I'd like to thank our sponsors, AquaTrue. Again, 
Go to industrystandardwater.com, type in the promo code BARRY, and get $100 off and get the best tasting water you can ever imagine. And I Killed JFK, the documentary in the interviews about the only man in history to admit to killing JFK. The documentary's incredible. You love it. The interviews are insane with the last remaining living experts. Check it out, ikilledjfk.com. And lastly, my thanks to Wondery. Check out all the best podcasts in the world there at wondery.com. Thanks a lot, everybody. I've really enjoyed today. See you next time. As always, this has been Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. And if you like the show, tell all your friends. And if you don't like the show, tell all your friends. You get out the money. Drop that fancy car. All the people love you. Cause you're going for. Life is for the dreamers. They have all to gain. It's never quite over. So it all feels the same. You pick your own poison, dig your own grave down in the valley. A fortune. Thank you for listening to Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of new episodes, which will be available for download every Monday, or how to reach Barry through Twitter, Facebook, or email, go to BarryKatz.com. Before you leave, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast. Leave a comment and rate it, even if you think it blows. Thank you for your support, and have a great day.